0: Amen. 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 You all may be seated. Thank you so much. It was awesome. You guys feel the power of the Holy Spirit this morning? Isn't that incredible? Like, I just want to, I want it to be so thick, right? We want to invite the Spirit in so we can almost like have to feel the Spirit when we're moving. Just praise God this morning. Praise God. I want to I want to pray again, so let's let's close our eyes and bow our heads. Father God, first off, I want to just thank you for being here this morning. I feel the, the power of your Holy Spirit. I know you're here this morning, God. You were here way before we were. I thank you for those that are here today, God, that have been battling illness and sickness. God, it's awesome to see them here this morning. We, we thank you for answering those prayers we pray that you would continue to heal and move and provide peace and comfort to those that are struggling in all areas God it could be something physical emotional spiritual you know God But we just pray that you would continue to to touch their lives God draw us closer all of us we're here right God we want, we're here to worship you we're here to praise you God but we're here to, to be changed yes. Amen. God help change us today Help us to walk out of here different than we are when we walked in. God, continue this process of transformation inside of our hearts so that we can become more like Jesus. Father God, we love you and we thank you.
1: We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. amen. So I uh, had an elders meeting yesterday and uh, I shared something that God's just been putting on my heart for us to try and I kind of waited and prayed and see if he gave me some confirmation to bring it up and so i felt like he did so i wanted to share it with you all so for the month of february we're throwing out kind of a a generosity challenge what's what is february known as the month of what love, love. Mm, that's, that's unison today and <laughs> guys so I, I, you got all the
0: plans <laughs> yeah, together huh yeah so right it's a reminder <laughs>
1: yeah um i uh I've shared this quote before and it's not mine, but uh, you, can, you can give without loving, but you can't really love without giving. So I think uh, to, to model, you know, the, the life Jesus modeled is one of love. We know the Bible says God is love, but it's one of giving. He gave himself up. We're going to look at that scripture in a minute. And so, uh, of our time, of our talents, of our treasures. Uh, How many of you were part of, you got a $100 gift card back in December to give out and to bless someone from the church? We had some money given and some of you, wasn't that just a blessing to be able to give? So this is what we're going to do for the month of February. We're going to throw this out there as a challenge to all of us. We know roughly about, that's why we budget here at Truth and Grace Fellowship, our monthly giving, what the norm is. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to challenge, uh, maybe you're here this morning and you've been thinking about tithing or giving, you know, what's that look like? Man, 10% sounds like a lot. We're going to challenge you to start for the month of February. Try it. If you already give, we're going to ask for you to pray about giving a little bit more just for the month of February. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not saying that because we are in need of money or we're in bad financial health as a church, because we're not. This is what we're going to do with it. So we're going to take our normal budgeted amount, whatever we bring in during the month of February, above and beyond that, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. We're going to let you know what that figure is. And then you guys, for the month of March, uh month of march not arch i wasn't gonna make arch a month josh i wasn't i wasn't (laughs) for the month of march you're gonna then turn in your ideas Mm -hmm. of how we can use that extra money to bless someone here locally might be a single mom might be a, a couple that you know of might be someone that's going through some health problems you get to be a part of turning that in. Then we, uh, the elders, Lori and I, Pat, Josh, whoever, a small group of us, we're going to collect those and pick one or two or three of them. We're going to let you know what that is. And then in, fe- in April, we're going to do that. All right, so is everyone with me? So uh, again, regardless of what your belief uh, or theology is about giving or tithing or whatever. Honestly, I, I'm just a personal. I believe in it. I believe there's biblical promises attached to it. That's why Lori and I tithe. That's why we, I don't say that to brag or anything. But God just been faithful to that. So we want you to just pray and do something. Whatever you've been doing, pray about doing something a little bit more. And collectively, as a church online giving same way you can give online it doesn't matter if you're here in person or watching online we have people come by and and just stop in and 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 give even though they watch online it doesn't matter how or where or how much but if we all do a little bit together um, I'm excited to see uh, then your ideas of how we can be a blessing and just give it away all right does that sound cool we're going to try it and just see what happens all right so those
0: of you who are visiting for the first time (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right because we yeah, like some. really yeah. first
0: day at church you got to start talking to me about money right it's not not I the point money. i
1: said give me <laughs> i know <laughs> but no, but
0: anyway no. so do you, how many of you remember uh go back to a previous church at fwc we had a deal out there once where we did something similar and there was two delivery drivers remember that raise your hand mm. if you're part of that yeah. deal wasn't yeah. that super cool that was cool and so those of you who weren't part of that or, or there during that time we ordered some jimmy John sandwiches uh, this person shows up. I forgot that was it a guy or a girl. Was it a guy. Uh-huh. There was two of them, but yeah. the Jimmy John's was a guy. So, anyways, this guy shows up. Uh, ten o'clock service must have been like probably ten thirty. Walks in. There's whatever four or five hundred people in there. He's like, uh, I got a delivery, <laughs>
1: and I you ordered know? it. So he's I'm on stage. Yeah. I'm preaching that week, so he's got to come all the way to the front. Yeah.
0: Everybody's <laughs> watching him. And the to- and the total was fifteen bucks or something for the order. Yeah. And then the tip was like 380 some dollars or yeah. something. And so that was a, a something that we did to bless somebody. And we did that with two different folks. So something similar, maybe something different, but we want you guys to give us some input and uh, decide what that is. So isn't that cool? It's just a pretty incredible thing.
1: And it doesn't matter. We're committed to this. If it's 20 bucks over or $20,000, right? we are giving it all away to someone or something. And we're going to let God speak through you in that, both in your giving and in your ideas of how to bless someone, so anyway, I'm looking Exciting. forward to it, so all right, we, uh, we're going to start a new series today in Galatians, Josh and I are, and so this is going to take us all the way up to Easter Sunday, and I just want to intro a little bit, kind of the book of Galatians in the series, if you guys, if you remember, or if you, you know, or you don't know, you're going to know, but Christianity started out mostly amongst a Jewish people it was it started out as a jewish messianic movement of people Uh, the jews were waiting and expecting god to send a redeemer the anointed one the messiah all these terms that we see in scripture and we know that that happened however we also know that god never intended to be king of only one nation right remember father abraham how many of you grew up singing that song, Father Abraham had many sons? Yeah, see? So, and they, movements and everything. I didn't. He, you didn't join in again. I, I didn't get, go to church when I was young. That's why you're not singing it <laughs> yeah, along. Yeah, I don't know the song. you don't know the song. I don't know the song. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. <laughs> Someone not <laughs> growing up you going to teach me a song? And, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Right. No. Um, where was that? Father Abraham. I not know. So, Abraham was promised... Uh, in old age, under impossible circumstances, that he would not only be a father of many sons, but that the nations would be blessed through him. All he had to do was believe God. So fast forward thousands of years later, Christ comes on the scene. The Jews are still waiting for this promised Messiah. That would be for all of the nations, but the Jewish people, a lot of them, started thinking that the Redeemer was going to come only to set them free to their enslavement of Rome. Well, we know, and we're going to look at that here in a minute, that Jesus came to set us free from the sin of slavery, or the slavery of sin, all of our sin, and he was for all nations, and so what happened was uh, Christianity started to spread, and not only were Jewish people getting saved by grace, uh, and God's gift, but non-Jews. Oh my goodness! The Gentiles and and Greeks and people of other nations were getting saved, and it was freaking some of them out. And so uh, we have this kind of battle here. Some some of the Jews were coming and telling these non-Jewish believers that they had to go back and start obeying laws like circumcision and and eating kosher and uh, ceremonial cleansing their hands. In order to be saved, they had to go back and, and do what they used to have to do. And Paul's writing to the church, churches of Galatia and he's telling us, no, that is not the gospel. So through this um, uh, letter to the Galatians, uh, like Paul to them, Josh and I to you, we want to really explain what the true gospel is, and keep our eyes open for, go- uh, for false gospels that are out there, even even amongst us here uh, in, in the, the nation we live in. So that's kind of the goal yeah. of this idea.
0: And So we're going to break down a few of those things, the prosperity gospel, what the true gospel is, and then kind of this uh, religion, religious type, workspace, yeah. workspace gospel. Yeah. So
1: The prosperity gospel, comma, what the true gospel right. is? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, yeah.
0: Okay. So awesome. are we ready? Dig in. Let's Galatians jump into. A th- uh, are you gonna read one? No. Why'd Galatians you say it 1. then? What? Why'd you say it then? You got me confused. I'm just chapter one. Your uh, verse th- oh, go. Okay. Go with your verse. We're gonna go to verse three, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna read out of New Living Translation. You're gonna see NIV. I'll, I'll read. Oh, Ooh, look, look at, at that. that. Now Man. I got it. So first service NIV was up there and I've got NLT in my notes. So man, our superstar. Yeah. Now what did you put his in? uh, Oh, ouch. (laughs) Let's get him any this week. All right, here we go. You ready? He was trusting me to give the right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're a little dysfunctional for first-time visitors. Uh, just so Sometimes, you know. especially All right. when we preach together. So may God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, give you grace and peace. How many of us want some more peace mm. in our lives? Well, grace, right? Absolutely. Mm. Jesus gave his life for our sins just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. All glory to God forever and ever Amen. And one of the things that I was reading about and studying inside of uh, this writing of Paul is that he uses the word grace over a hundred times throughout the New Testament. Hmm. So why do you think that grace was such an incredible um, word and and experience for the Apostle Paul? Did, Did Jesus Christ show him some grace? Absolutely. Remember the road to Damascus, right? So uh, Paul was, was one that went after the Christians, right, actually yeah. held the, the coats of men who stoned Christians to death, right, so he was a witness, I mean, he, he was absolutely in the middle of trying to bring down the Christian faith, and that, that's when Jesus said, wait a minute, why, why are you doing this, and he absolutely converted Paul from who he was to who he is, and we know him through the through the New Testament, and that's the one to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to write yeah. the letters to the churches, to to explain to us. and And how many of us have read uh, all of the letters of Paul in the New Testament, and they speak to us today, just oh, like yeah. just like Absolutely. they did years and years ago right so absolutely incredible so in the first of this part of it just that's why we want to understand that, that grace is so powerful and that the grace that God had on each one of us to give his son Jesus so that we could be forgiven for our sins amen amen verse goes on and says um, Jesus gave his life for our sins one of the other things that stood out to me is we, we look at John three sixteen, and it talks about God gave his only begotten son right well, yes, so God gave his son, but Jesus gave his life, correct? So yeah. all in one, the same. But think about, what is the ultimate sacrifice? To give yourself. So think about those. Just raise your hand if you've been in the military. Raise your hand. Thank you, so, right? Mm-hmm. Incredible, right? Because that sacrifice, being in the middle of it, you would lay your, your life on the line. And so Jesus went even above and beyond that for all all sinners and we're all sinners and gave his life for us so i think we just really need to soak in that and understand that everybody in the room we have a struggle right how many of you um have have a struggle that you want to write on your chest or on your forehead and show everybody right you want to, you want to start doing that everybody's like oh, oh, i don't want to do that so that means that we've got something right and does god want that does he want us to hand that over to him Absolutely. For some reason, we, we hold on to those things. And we think, you know, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going I'm to work through that uh, addiction of whatever it is. If it's pornography or if it's smoking or what, whatever that thing is, gossip, anger, whatever. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm going to work through that thing. And you think if you squeeze it hard enough, you're going to crush it. But you don't. The only way you can really get through that, get rid of it in your life, is open your hand up. And allow God to take that from you. And then when your hands open, I talked about it last week. What can God do? He can fill them up. Amen. Right? Fill them up. We want our cups to overflow with blessings. Why? So that everybody that we're around and witness to will see all the blessings in our lives, and will be the light. And I'm I got kind of a I'm gonna go from a serious topic to a, a funny topic because oh, yeah, I had a serious oh, go, thought to go, along go with yours. it, and then we'll no. come back. Okay. All right. All right. Can you remember I'll it? Try. I'll try. I it down. wouldn't.
1: Um, so, thinking about that sacrifice that Jesus made, you know, the innocent, he was completely innocent, dying for you and I, the guilty. I mean, we don't, we, we just don't think about that too often, and we should. Josh referenced uh, those in the military. Um, some of you that don't know personally someone that's literally given their life for the freedoms we have in America, that's harder for you to know what that's like. Ask a wife who's lost her husband because she's closer to that situation. She knew the sacrifice that he made better and ask her how grateful uh, she is for the freedoms she now has and knows. So same is true with us. The, more close, the closer we get to Jesus, the more we understand his grace, the more we understand that he was perfect and innocent and we are guilty, yet we don't get depressed by that. We get grateful by that because he loves us so much he chose to die in our place. So the more, uh, the closer you get to God, the more you experience his grace and you appreciate the life and the sacrifice and so, that he made. So Morty, how do we get closer to God? I mean, I know we're going to talk about it later, but I mean, it, you know, once, if you're far from God, God's right there beside you. And so all you have to do is understand what he's, you hear the, the message, the message about Christ and what he's done for you. Now, all you have to do is stop and turn and say, okay, I'm going to put my faith in what Jesus accomplished for me, and I'm going to start my journey of Amen. getting back closer to God. God's right there. We're the ones that's far away. Then we got to eat and feed and drink from his word. This is food for our souls. We are a, we're going to talk about being a new man, a new mm-hmm. creation. So new things come in, and those old ways begin to away. Because I think sometimes the reason I ask that question is
0: sometimes we want to change. We have the desire to change, right? We have this, this, this burning uh, need in even some cases to change, right? We've made a mistake. We've done something we shouldn't have done. We've put ourselves in a, in a bad situation. And we're like, I want to change. Um, and how you change is to start getting into the Word of God and start asking questions and talking to God just like how we're talking today, right? You all had some conversations walking in this morning, mm-hmm. right? Just start talking to God that way asking him, say, God, make yourself real to me. I don't know who you are, right? I came to church for the first time. I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, and God, God loves you. He will talk to you, right? And then as your relationship grows, just like it does with, with anybody, the more time you put into that relationship, the better understanding you're gonna have with one another. And the cool thing about it is, is God's given us a whole playbook. That's right. Everything is right here. I mean, everything. So just, just a reminder to always think about your relationship in in a way that we do and having relationships with people around us you got to you got to pray you got to talk to him and read his word other thing is song like I I wish I was musically inclined I really wish I was but I'm not but music is incredible isn't it I mean if any of you closed your eyes or however you worship this morning and felt that connection with the Holy Spirit is there anything that's more powerful than that it's it's incredible so just continue to, to stay and, and get connected deeper and deeper. Awesome. Uh, my funny that I want to share was um, this morning on the way in, and God's funny with me sometimes, but he, uh, on WBGL, this gentleman, um, he, he, it was kind of a serious thing, but uh, this guy was sentenced to like 30 years in prison. Mm-hmm. For... And, um, you know, he was really like, what's, what's going to happen? You know, what, 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 what's, what's my life for the next 30 years going to look like? And so, and you'll have to, I'm sure they'll replay it, but I think he went to prison, he found God, um, and he devoted. Like, I'm going to start, I'm going to read the word, I'm going to find out who Jesus is, and I'm going I'm to give my life. And so he did. And the, um, the analogy he gave this guy leading him to Christ was... If God can put the light out of a rear end of a lightning bug, think about what he can do with you. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's, right? I've heard it's a great analogy. <laughs> and he said he opened his eyes and a little lightning bug was like flying by. Yeah. Isn't that cool? So just, I thought that was pretty funny. So yeah. we'll That's leave a funny it at that. It's we'll really it cool. At, <laughs> yeah. Um. So.
1: Are you going to talk about the pres, this presence? I am. Yeah, so yeah, go, yeah, I want to good. go
0: back yeah. to the verse um, where we're talking about in order to rescue yeah. or deliver yeah. us from, the, from this evil world in which we live. So um, a couple things. So I want to read to you out of the, one of the commentaries that I study out of. I just thought it did a great job of explaining this. Mm-hmm. And I want you to look at um, rescue and deliver really one and the same. It says the Galatians battled with and sometimes lost against this evil world in which we live. So do we battle with this evil world in which we live? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Does Satan uh, send temptation our way? Absolutely. Do we fall back into uh, old things that we're comfortable with at times? Sometimes. We, we yep. do. It goes on and says, They needed to know that Jesus had come to, come to save them from this present evil age. We're dealing with some of the same evils today as there were thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. And some of them are even worse, mm-hmm. Right. It goes on and says, the idea behind the word rescue or deliver is not deliverance from the presence of something, but deliverance from the power of something. That's good. Okay? So just think about that. Not deliverance from the presence of something, but the power. So you think about the, the sin, the power in the clenching, grasping forces of sin and how they can absolutely consume us, Right? Have we been able to overcome those sins on our own, right? right? It's The sin is there, right? The presence of something is there, but the power in which to overcome that thing, we can now overcome that's because right. we can tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And we can all testify here that's given our lives to Christ that we have tapped into the power of God and the Holy Spirit to help us become better husbands, better wives, mm-hmm. Uncles, brothers, sisters, overcome addictions that we battle with, right? Now, is that a sign that you want to wear on your chest, on your forehead, showing what God has, has transformed you from into? Absolutely. Amen. Are we called to do that and shine the light of Jesus around the people that we're around? Absolutely. Should we get excited about those things? Yes. So again, not deliverance from the presence of something, but deliverance from the power, because now, through Jesus Christ, we have power in the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So awesome.
1: That's what we need to get excited about. So this word grace, what Jesus accomplished, what he did for us on the cross, set you and I free from the penalty of our sin, uh, which is hell, which is uh, eternal separation from God. He's perfect. He's holy. We are not and we cannot be. We're born into it. So God, because he loves us and didn't want to see us go to hell, sent Jesus to save us, to live the life we couldn't live, to save us from not only the penalty of sin, but now once we accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit moves in, and now we have the power to overcome our sinful ways and to change. So as the world looks at the church sometimes and sees a bunch of hypocrites, I would say sometimes they are right. But sometimes it's you and I learning how to plug into the power source so that now we have a power to overcome uh, our sinful ways. We're not professing to be perfect, and now it doesn't make us non-relevant to the world. We can say, hey, I was there once too, headed the same place you were from the penalty of sin, but Jesus rescued me, so now I have a power source to plug into. I mean, someone can be I don't know why oh, I just man. thought of this, but this you got this old ugly vacuum cleaner and someone gets a brand new one. It's just big thing and it looks all shiny and nice. The old one plugs into the power source. The new one just sits there and is just shiny. Which vacuum cleaner do you want if you got a mess to clean up? I don't want the one that looks pretty. I want the one that's plugged in, right? And so that's how we are to be with the world around us. They're going to see some hypocritic ways in us at times, but we need to tell them, hey, I'm not being a hypocrite. I just I still have the same sin nature right. you have, and I'm learning how to plug into the power source, and that power source is Jesus. Right, amen. Mm-hmm. I love that analogy. That was really good. So, and then one day we will be set free from the presence of sin. That's called heaven. Man, that's, that's why it's going to be party time there. Amen, amen. Like Jesus party time. John, what's
0: the, what's the <laughs> saying you showed me on your phone this morning? One day in hell is worse than carrying a... Uh carrying a cross for the rest of your life, or how did that read? So think about that. Sometimes we even want to say that, you know, hell's not real, right? We want to blow that off. We we don't want to think about that. We don't want to talk about that. It's real. There's no doubt about it. The the Bible's very clear inside of that. So do you want to be there? Anybody want to raise your hand and go to hell? Nope. (laughs) So it's Mm -hmm. about committing our lives, giving our lives to Jesus. But not only, that's just the starting gate. But it's about living a life that glorifies God, amen? amen? And telling our stories, right? Tyler and I were just talking the other day, right? Sharing his story on Thursday night in men's group. That young man's got quite a testimony.
1: Amen. He's going to lead
0: a whole bunch of people to Christ, I can guarantee you. I'm just covered in Jesus bumps just saying it, brother. Because I'm telling you, God wants us to, to tell our stories. God wants us to take our messes and turn those into to ministries, right? Take that message amen. out to the world. So get emotional around that stuff that's good stuff because we've all got something to share
1: so if we've truly experienced Jesus setting us free from the penalty of sin at salvation for us then we understand that we are now free from the power that that same sin nature has Uh, enslaved us to so it's not the uh, well okay so now I'm a Christian do I have to go to church do I have to read my Bible do I have to not do this anymore you don't have to you get to you'll want to you're a new person in Christ that's where we're headed with this gospel message so and I'll share yeah yeah, kind of
0: to to go along with that I as you guys know I didn't know the song right so I didn't grow up in church (laughs) um I didn't give my life to Christ till just 12, 12 years ago um, but anyways, um, I never thought, never in my life, uh, that I'd be coming to church, like spending a day at church. Like, right? I was like, what, that's crazy. What, why do people go to church on Sunday? And, they're, you know? and so now, it's radically different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine not coming to church, right? So your life changes. And one of the things that we talked about earlier this morning was when we give our lives to Christ, that is a decision between you and God, right? God knows your heart in that very moment. I, that's between you and God. I may lead you in a prayer or Morty or somebody else, but that's between you and God. Whenever, whenever somebody gives their life to Christ, you, you, you should begin to see change, right? You should see things differently. The old is gone, the, the new has come, right? 2 Corinthians five seventeen tells us that. So whenever someone gives their, lives to, their life to Christ and you don't see that change, you don't see that progression of, of becoming more like Christ, then I begin to wonder, do they really understand what Jesus did for them? So that may be you today. Maybe you have given your life to Christ, but you're still struggling with or trying to figure out exactly what Jesus did, did for you. And come talk to Morty and I because yeah. we'll, we'll explain it to you in, in greater detail. I just the reason I share that is sometimes we can get in ruts. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylie shared with you that, you know, we went through a divorce. We've been married 20 years now and I was an elder at a church, when, at a church whenever we got divorced and um, I had struggled with pornography and, and uh, drugs and alcohol and a lot of things and gave that up in my life and, and was really on a, a great path with God and, and then that happened and I fell right back into to my drinking and partying and, and all, that, all those things and, and God grabbed me in the middle of that and he said, this is not what I've called you to and praise God that I didn't keep going down that path Because it's very, very uh, likely that Kylie and I would not be together today, right? If I'd have kept going down that path. So my reason in sharing that is sometimes we make poor decisions in life that will fall into a rut. We'll get back into something that we feel comfortable with. But you know what you can do? Is hit your knees and confess and say, I'm sorry, forgive me my sins, turn, go the other way. And here we are 10 years later, happily married. Um, that was nice that she awesome. said it's a different man in the second 10 years. That yeah. was good. It made me feel good this and morning, And she Ryan. even met better, she, man. She did. Good. Did yeah. I Anybody record that? Oh, we did record that. <laughs> yeah, we got that. Um, uh. So my point is, is just, you know, continue to stay focused on Jesus, and you're going to make some, some wrong turns. But don't let Satan or your own mind take you down a path of condemnation, because once you give mm-hmm. your life to Christ, you've given your life. It's about conviction and getting right back on the right path. So,
1: I, I love this. One of the things I love about Josh and I being a team, which there's, there's a lot of things I, l- I love about it, but he didn't grow up going to a church community. I grew up inside of a church community, and those, there's pros and cons with both. I mean, some of his you know cons of not growing up is he really got wrapped up and involved in sin, and just because you grow up in church doesn't mean you can't get wrapped up and involved in that too. But... He didn't grow up learning about grace and the story and what God had done for him. I grew up learning about that, but the dangers with that is if all I did was learn, oh, this is how a Christian is supposed to, this is what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to go to church. They're supposed to read their Bible. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to not do this. They're supposed to not do this. You can still miss grace because now you're plugged into this religion works-based gospel. So again, there's these distractions from the true gospel. And this is where Paul is getting ready to address uh, the, the churches in Galatia that's made up of Jew and Gentile. Some of the Jewish Christians will say, hey, if you want to truly be saved, then you got to do this. And that is not the gospel. Um, so let's take a look at that. Unless you had anything no, else. Good. Let's read verse 6 and 7. Um, I am astonished. Look at that. I get NIV and you got NLT. She just She's a out. superstar. My wife's pretty awesome. She really is. <laughs> I am a, but this is what Paul... It's astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> Paul says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a what? To a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. So, if you or I, if we grew up in a church community and they were preaching a false gospel, now we have issues that we're dealing with. And so, this is what happened. If you go back to Acts 15.1, Paul uh, is talking about this very thing. This is the church in Antioch, which is within the churches of Galatia. Certain people came down from Judea, Jewish Christians, if you read around the context, to Antioch and were teaching the believers this. Unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. Paul was preaching a grace-focused gospel, by grace through faith, And some of these Jewish people that were used to religion uh, were trying to say, no, you have to do this if you really want to truly be a Christian or truly be saved. And so so let's go back to Galatians. Paul's saying, why are you turning away back to a different gospel? That is not why Jesus came. Jesus didn't come and die for you on the cross so that you would still have to be good enough to earn or do a certain amount of works to be loved by him, to be welcomed into heaven by him. No, that's not why he came. He came because he knew you and I couldn't measure up to his holiness. And so it's by grace through faith, and we're going we're gonna to talk about that in a little bit. So this religious or works-based gospel is a distraction. It's a false gospel, and it's not true. And so many times, I don't know about you, but this is where I was at in my life. Isaiah uh, shared in twenty nine thirteen about some people. Jesus quoted this very scriptures about the pharisees and i'll just let you know i grew up in a church community and this was me i was not saved even though i grew up in a church community this was me the lord says these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips i went and i sang the father abraham songs and i put on a smile but i was not living for god from the inside my heart didn't really know him in a personal way. Uh, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules that they have been taught. Now, I have to cre- take some credit and ownership. I can't blame all of this on the church I grew up in, and you can't blame all of your issues and problems on the church you grew up in if you grew up uh, you know, hearing different things. Um, but there came a point in my life where god literally showed me on a sunday morning at a at a church service jeremy just because you say you're a christian doesn't mean you are it's christianity is a lifestyle you have to live it and i it was then that i had some knowledge that started now seeking into my heart and i understood uh yeah i'm not really changed i just go to church i just do it it's man-made rules and so praise god now uh he allowed people in my life that gave me the true gospel message and I the scriptures just came alive to me and I, I understood and and I became a different changed person and my path's different than Josh yet we both found the true gospel message and God has called both of us now to proclaim that to you and anyone else he puts in our path
0: and I think the other thing uh-huh. is just we're all on different walks right we're all in different places inside of our journey of, of, of getting to know Jesus better And, um, you know, so don't sit here this morning and and feel like, you know, you're just, you know, you're bad or you're not as smart or know the scriptures as well or you're not, you know, leading some small group or whatever that is. It's about your personal relationship with Jesus. So really what it comes down to is just listen to your heart. Like as we're sharing, as you're listening to worship, you know, what's God telling you in your heart? And I think the biggest thing is, is are we responding to that? Because God gives us these little nudges, right? Have you guys felt those? He's like, hey, what about this? How about that? And I'm telling you, whenever we answer those, when we respond to those nudges, that's when we begin to change. That's when we begin to dive in a little bit deeper. That's when you, you know, Curtis, you know, what was it the, where's he at? There he yeah, is in the back. Him. Yeah. You know, I remember him talking at first up the Y. It was so uncomfortable, right? Remember he gave his testimony? So uncomfortable. Some of you are sitting here this morning. You're like, this is the most uncomfortable thing I've done in a long time, just being in here. <laughs> right? You've heard that old saying, you know, I know people say, oh, the building's <laughs> going to fall in. It's going to catch on fire if I go in there, right? Well, it's not. It's fine. It's fine. I, you know, it's snowing out. It's I was going to go, on. squirrel, <laughs> look outside right now. Look at the pretty <laughs> snow, huh? Um, but my point is is you know we're we're all in a different place Um, but keep walking with God and I'm telling you you know even a month down the road if you were to commit yourself right now and said you know what I'm gonna start reading my Bible a little bit each day I'm gonna start praying to God in a month maybe a week could be a day you start to to feel this change or transformation in your life let me ask you this question is there anything bad that could come from it anything Anything bad that can come from spending a little bit of time in the Word and reading and praying? I don't think so. But I tell you, uh, the hypocrite thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we could do a whole message on, on that at some time because <laughs> if I asked you to raise your hand if you've ever been a hypocrite, everybody in here could raise your hand, yep. <laughs> right? And so the, the point behind it is, is we're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes, uh, but we're not doing it intentionally, right? We're not out there saying, hey, I'm all this or that because I go to church, it's about walking each day, and when you mess up, just simply saying it. And I'll tell you a, a f- kind of a little funny story. I've said it before, but uh, at Hydro Gear, when I worked over there, I, uh, we were getting ready to go on a trip, and I pulled a, a truck and trailer in the night before um, to get it backed in, loaded with mowers. We're getting ready to head out of town. It's like a 12-hour drive, long ways to go. And I uh, got there early that next morning. Well, third shift had, part had blocked us in, right? Front and back, couldn't get the truck and trailer out. We had to hit the road. And the guy that I was traveling with um, I was upset, you know, and I, I just told him prior to walking back to the truck and trailer how awesome church was. Sunday was incredible, worshiping God, giving my life to cry, give fire for God, all this, and get back there, see the truck and trailer blocked in, and I just dropped every word there was to drop, and like, I cannot believe they blah, 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 you know. What did you say? He's, I'm not going to repeat that. But he's, he's looking at me like, what? You're, you just told me how wonderful church was and all this stuff and then I just went and ran my mouth yeah. like I did and so God again that lightning bug analogy right you know God can use those situations that was a long time ago 10 years ago and it still is the you know top of my mind um, so the point is is to, to listen to those things and change That's right. right and I don't know that gentleman now if he's given his <laughs> life to Christ or not but hopefully he has um, but again just continue
1: to listen to God and and continue this process of change so Josh is are gonna read a scripture again from Paul but it's to a different church in Ephesus and um, basically this this is like the true picture of the gospel this is the gospel message that you want to live that you want to believe that you want to share with others let's take a look
0: and, and you know as I was reading this this morning just I, I read it and sometimes scripture really needs to be interpreted right you just got to really dig in and begin to understand what it says this isn't one of those this is just really straightforward, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'll read it to you. So God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Amen? Amen. That's what it's about. Amen. Simply believing and trusting Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And then he will guide and direct you to do the things that he has called you to do. Amen? Amen.
1: So we, so we have grace. We have when you believed or faith. We see in here works. So like, you know, which is it? Do I have to work in order to be saved? Because that's what I'm created to do. So, so it's this. I mean, and we have a, can we put that picture up? We'll Go ahead and put that up. This, this is it. It's God's grace plus our faith when we believed equals salvation you are saved you are a a born again new creation in christ but that salvation will now lead to a relationship with god that now you will start doing what he created you to do so you'll start bearing fruit in your life fruit like josh shared the last couple weeks joy and love and peace and patience and kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness Self-control. Some of them you might have believed that you had somewhat, but they'll even grow even more. Mm -hmm. You'll start doing good works because God is now living inside of you and he's created us for those good works. They don't earn us salvation. They are a result and evidence that we've truly been saved. So God's grace, our faith, why can't we even take credit for that? We're like, man, didn't when you choose to believe... It was my belief, my free will. I I can take some credit for it, right? God created you, first of all. So you had no say in God creating you, right? You were just born. You didn't even know what, what that was about when you were a baby. And God, when you were born into sin, rescued you by sending Jesus for you. So if God didn't act in grace and love and send Jesus for you, you and I wouldn't even have the opportunity to be saved. So that's why even though the, the faith and the belief is ours to, to place in Christ, without Jesus doing what he did, that's why we can't even boast about our faith. Um, it's God's grace, our trust, our faith, our belief results in salvation. And now there's evidence. Amen. There's the fruit in the works that we do. And then, they, and then the Holy Spirit will
0: continue to guide and lead and direct it's you. It's a process right? from it's, there, yeah. Absolutely, which is yeah. ongoing until
1: the day that we join Jesus in heaven. I, I think another, uh, another way I've seen it put is works aren't a root of salvation. They're the fruit of salvation. In other words, you don't have to have works uh, and earn a certain uh, bear enough fruit. And then God says, yep, okay, you've crossed the save line. Come on in. That's not the gospel. The gospel is, nope, you can't cross the save line on your own. I need to do it for you. This is what I've done for you. Will you take that gift, open it up, and yeah. run with it? And even if you <laughs> so, sometimes
0: people get confused and think, "Well, I'm a good person." I have I've had a, that conversation. Mm-hmm. A wonderful lady, I think the world ever. This a previous mm-hmm. job, and and we were talking about Jesus, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm going to heaven." And I was like, "Okay, well, how do you how do you know that?" And she's like, "Well, I'm a good person. You know, I help a lot of people. I give. I volunteer. I just do a lot of good stuff." So I feel like I'm, you know, I'm good. I'll go to heaven. And then I shared with her that, that, you know, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and she began to get it, you know, and I need to, I probably should reach out and follow up. It was years ago. But if she did, you know, if she really began to understand and grab a hold and dig into who Jesus was. But in her world, she truly feels or felt like, anyways, that she's a good person. She was going to make it to heaven. Don't get there and, and make, that, make that mistake.
1: So we, we, we probably need to, to get moving here. But again, let me just, these are three different Gospels or distractions to the true Gospels that I see in the American church. I just bring this up because we're at a local body of believers and we're in America. So uh, we have, this is the true Gospel right there. And what I see in our society put out by a lot of churches and, and, and organizations that claim to be Christ, is it's either a, a religious or a works-based gospel, or it's an entertainment only gospel. Uh, we want to just enter, entertain you and this and that. Not that you can't be entertained in church. That's that's okay. Um, but its focus is on that. Or the prosperity gospel. Uh, if you just have enough faith, uh, you will be wealthy and you will be healthy and if you're not then you don't have enough faith and all this pressures on you to have the faith of what it takes instead of just understanding no, the Bible says once I put my trust in Christ I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies Uh, I'm born again I have power inside of me called the Holy Spirit who now produces love and joy and peace and patience in my life And if he causes me to prosper, it's going to be towards prospering and advancing the kingdom of God, not worldly possessions, unless he entrusts me with those worldly possessions to be used to prosper and advance his message. Okay, that's the difference. Where is the focus? Um, We're going to look at a warning that Josh and I both have as pastors If the focus is on you and what God can do for you and how he can advance you or bless you in this world only, uh, we need to define that a little bit better. God is preparing us for his kingdom, for eternity. This is not our home. We don't live here. Um, I, I don't need worldly riches to be happy in Christ. If he... He can bless me with them, and he does bless people with some, and they do t- tremendous things with it. That's different than saying, okay, i got to have more faith so I can have more money or more this or that. Right, and it's hard sometimes. We, we live in this
0: world, right? We can get so caught up that this is it. This is, right? We think yeah. that, so this is it, and this isn't it. This is just literally a flicker of the eye in comparison <laughs> to eternity. Is. And I know our mind, we really can't fathom that, right? We can kind of grab a hold of that thought a little bit, but that's, that's hard. But the reality of it is, the truth is, this is nothing compared to what eternity is going to be. So, Amen. Okay, we better, we better. All right, keep let's, moving. Yeah,
1: let's look at 8 through 10, and then Josh is going to share some closing thoughts. It uh, says this But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse, as we have already said. So now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel, other than what you accepted let them be under god's curse this is why josh and i pray a lot pray a lot before we share we both take the responsibility of giving you god's word and truth and accuracy because if we don't what's to say about us yeah not good so again this is why we point to this so often um, because this is the true gospel message I don't have it. Josh doesn't have it on his own. We have it because God has gifted us with it. So, Amen. Praise um, and worship. Come yeah, on up. Come on up. Let's read verse 10. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. As much as Josh and I love you all, we don't want to only please you. We want to give you what you want and what you need as long as it's as it's focused on the gospel truth, on the word of God. Amen. Let's all stand
0: up this morning. Let me ask you this question, talking about pleasing people. Does anybody in here struggle with that? Like you're on this mission to please everybody? Well, you're going to, yeah, stop trying. It's impossible. Now, other than husbands and wives and kids. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, be careful with that because you can get in this world where you're just really striving. Um, to become this person that's perfect to everybody else and that's, that's going to be hard to achieve, just remember that, that God will direct you to who he's calling you to be if you, if you bury your head in the Bible and uh, follow him, you'll transform into who he's calling you to be, and guess what you're going to be a better husband, better wife better brother, sister, kiddos right, because there's nothing as I said earlier, is there anything bad that comes from diving into the word of God I don't think so. So we're gonna praise and worship here, and and um, eight o'clock. It was just amazing. You know, there's um, uh, all of us have stuff going on in our lives, and some of us get to this place where we just need to come to an altar and lay it down. And uh, it was really uh, great this morning to see that happen. And uh, what I what I love is you can come up here right now and you can see the tear stains on these altars that's what it's about. It really is because you're humbling yourself before God saying, "You know what? I've been trying to do this on my own a long, long time, and I'm done with it. I'm going to turn it over to you." I'm going and here's the other thing. When you stand up from these altars, leave it here. Sometimes we want to stand up from these altars and put back in our pockets whatever we gave him. Does he want us to do that? No. So whatever that is for you this morning, and I'm going to ask you all to close your eyes and bow your heads in a a minute. Um, I want you to leave it up here. And if you want to just pray and and not have anybody with you, and just between you and God, come over here to the left side. And if you want somebody to pray with you, come over here to the right side. Okay, so let's bow our heads, and I'm going to pray, and we're going to worship. Father God, thank you so much. God, I pray as we continue to worship you and, and sing, God, that you would just help us Just lay it out there, God. If it's right where we are praying to you, God, turning these things over to to give to you finally, God, to let go of and let you work in our lives, I pray that we would do that. Those, God, that you've already began a movement inside of that feel their big toes pushing them and moving, they feel that nudge that we talked about earlier to come to the altar, God, I pray that they would. God, I pray you would just continue to speak to us this morning as we continue to worship you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.